Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're uh, on from 1 until 4 on the radio, and then after 4 o'clock on the iHeart app, the John and Ken On Demand podcast to listen to what you missed. I'm doing something very important now. I'm reading a story about the choice of your background when you're on Zoom, whether it helps or hinders you. All right? It's very important if you're still doing Zoom. Are people still doing that, or now that COVID's over, nobody's doing Zoom? A lot less. Yeah, I know. I said they really dropped off. In Zoom's uh, profits way down. And you might have guessed... That a bookcase, plants, they're all very helpful to you to look more serious and to be taken more seriously by others on the Zoom call. I know yeah. when I started to watch this happen during you know, 2020 was a lot of it. Even newscasters were and every guest. So I, I would look just at the background because usually the topic was boring just to see what they decided to put back there to impress you. It was often bookcases. That was probably the number one thing. Just piles of books like they're sitting in a library. Because right. Other nobody... people would put family photos, things like that. Trophies, if that comes up, you know, stuff like that. Because when you're on a screen, television, or now Zoom, uh, people don't listen to what you say. They're only looking, and the only response you're going to get after you appear on television is how your hair looked, or your tie, hmm. or, or just everything about physical appearance. Nobody will have any memory of anything you say. Right, because everybody's curious. What's, well, no. what's it like there? their home? What's their home like? Can I get a sneak they, peek at what they have going on in their well, life you, back there? You do, you do, uh, what you do is you go to Books by the Yard. Hmm. And uh, my wife's done this because we had a lot of shelves and we didn't have enough books to fill the shelves. So she bought Books by the Yard. And you could fill up shelves with just random books. Makes you look really learned and intellectual, but... Uh, Are you implying you had no books? 
we had we had some, <laughs> but not enough to fill all the shelves. Do you think people enhance the image so they can see the titles of the books? So they want to know whether or not, you know. I don't know if you could, uh, like, fine-tune your selections so you just all get Shakespeare uh, volumes <laughs> laid out there. Or, yeah, uh, a lot of people what? use phony backgrounds anyway, right? My sister well, yeah, came, on, of, she became, came on a call of ours, a family call, and she had a picture of our old family house back on Long Island behind her. And I was, like, stunned at first. I was like, wait a minute, where are you? She goes, Human beings are primarily visual. They they don't read very well. They can't do math at all, and they don't they don't listen that well. I mean that's just the nature of the species. You give them a visual, and we know this. How many stories have we done that only popped because there was a video of it? Right. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's true. If there's a video, then the story's big, but uh, uh, a written account, eh? <laughs> Audio, boring. eh? Nothing. But yeah, it, it is. It's boring to the human brain. We primarily, and it's probably evolutionary, right? Because uh, we fine-tuned our visual uh, uh, our, our visual capabilities because uh, if there's a threat, the first thing you have to do is see the threat, right? You have to see the beast that wants to eat you. It doesn't really do you any good to interview the beast to learn about his past. You have to see it in order to know uh, where to run or to get a weapon. Well, well, we got a lot coming up on today's show. We will spend a few minutes on, I think I've named them the seven irrelevant dwarfs. That was last night's presidential debate among the Republican candidates who are huge also-rans behind Trump. But, you know, the word they kept seeing was feisty, 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 feisty. Is that what, did, what you, vote for, you vote for president based on feisty? Now that's feisty. the qualification. Well, you know, because they're so far behind Trump, they're all trying to get their beak in wait, there to see if they can make any improvement in their position. Okay, so. okay but but nobody goes after him. Oh, they no. did last night. Oh, we have that couple, audio. Of, couple of stupid jokes. But I, you know what the best argument is? And, I, I, you know, I voted for him twice, and I thought he was he was a, he had good policies, right? And I acknowledge all the rest of the insanity. But he's got a load of baggage with these four trials. And to me, what would get somebody to think is, hey, what if the trials result in guilty verdicts and that erodes his support from people in the middle. Yeah. yeah, then how do you win? How do you win with a guy who has to go 91 for 91? To quote you, and, they don't care. His no, supporters I, who are going to push him all the way to this nomination are only in the Republican Party, and that's how he's going to get the nomination, and it ain't going to change. They no, don't no, care. Guilty well, verdicts are not. But, but then you lose to no, Joe no, Biden. They, that's right. They don't care. See, I know you're right. saying, oh, they want they should think ahead to November. They no. won't. No, they well, won't. The, thing, the thing is, when, 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 I, when I'm involved in something, I want to win. Well, and, you're, and, you're and, unique. And, These are cult I, followers. I, you, I, I'm, I, I'm quoting I, you several times here. Cult I, followers don't care. You're stupid and I, expressions. No, I'm agreeing with you. They don't care. But they're so, not out to win. So it, but, they're but, out to make a point so, that he's their guy. So, so why are they? Now, these, these, these seven here, they know that Trump has a cult. Right? Yeah. So why are they and running? It's probably impenetrable. They're, well, why not even well, use the most think power? As you use the most disaster power. could happen, right? He could drop dead. Biden could drop dead. Trump could drop or, dead. Or the, There's or still things that can happen. Or they're just a bunch of ego bags. You should use the most powerful logical argument. And the most powerful logical argument is there is a good chance he gets convicted and, and gets sentenced to something. And that could erode his soft voters 
The ones in the middle. You're being logical and you're using yes. a political That's all uh, I've got. Analysis. All I've got I is, well, if I don't have logic, I die. I think we're at the point where that doesn't apply anymore. <laughs> to most right. People. So what's what you know, what's the point of analyzing all this crap? What's the point <laughs> of listening to their Yeah, yeah, they they all want to seal the border one way or the other. Ba 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 ba. They all have the same opinions. Some of them are louder, some of them are soft, softer, but they have the same opinions. And none of the opinions matter because all Trump's people don't care about any of these issues or opinions. Uh, so we'll, we'll probably play a couple of clips. But Oh, yeah. Uh, no, we can play the clips. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying the, the, whole, the whole premise of, the, of this thing is absurd. The whole premise of this though, election is absurd. I'm sure we're all losing sleep. And I know I couldn't sleep last night because there could be a federal government shutdown coming over the weekend. Oh, that again. <laughs> See, that's another stupid, silly thing. Every freaking year. Uh, I mean, you know what? I have the list here. And in fact, Trump was president when there was the longest ever government shutdown, which was back in 2019, 35 days. I, but you're right. Every uh, 2018, there was a couple of them. One lasted a few hours under Trump. Uh, then you have to go back to 2013, then 1996, 95, 90. But it's like every couple of years. I, there's but some the thing sort of is, government, all the way going all the way back to the Gerald Ford era. I remember they existed. I don't remember any, I have no lingering memory that anything happened other than parks the government. Closed. Was that a, yeah. yeah, parks closed. Okay. Well, I remember the parks closed. Right. <laughs> That's always the go-to. Oh, the national parks are closed. Who cares? Medicare money might be delayed. Social security money. That's what they're uh, saying. You know what? Don't get sick. Don't get old. Uh, you can work. Well, there's workarounds. They're claiming, however, social security recipients will continue to receive checks and Medicare benefits will not be interrupted. However, employees and Social Security would be furloughed. So mm. there could be some delay. In, oh, yeah. oh, food stamps could be delayed. Oh, no. Wow. People might have to go to work. Mm. Well, I wouldn't want that. You, I, know, I, you know, mostly what the government does, it transfers money from one place to another. Social Security and Medicare is just taking money from uh, people who are working and giving, giving it to people who aren't working. That's mostly what the government does. Yeah. So. And the reason we're at this impasse in a nutshell is there's a group of their sort of like Trump Republicans in the House that want big cuts in federal spending. It's too out of control. Deficit's too big. And they keep holding out for any kind of yeah. a deal. That's it. Yeah. You'd have That's, to cut. You'd have to cut Medicare, Medicaid and Social Security. Right. That's what you'd have to do. And nobody's ever going to do it. And nobody will do it. Right, so because they'll get voted impasse. out of office because because the the, the the most people are mathematically illiterate. Hmm. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but that's that I think that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we'll play a couple of clips from last night's uh, presidential debate at the Reagan Library in Simi Valley. Johnny Kent Show, KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty. I call them yeah. the seven irrelevance because what's the point? They debated last night, but uh, the nomination is Trump's barring anything really weird that happens in the next uh, six, seven, eight months. I... There's supposedly an eighth guy thinking of jumping in. The governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. I heard that two months ago. He's still thinking? Well, the uh, the anti-Trump uh, Nobody money... knows him either. Anti inside yeah. politics person. That the anti-Trump uh, money bags uh, are, are pushing him hard to jump in because everybody else has disappointed them. Well, let's start by playing this, and it's very short. 
And I think it illustrates the problem with most of them in terms of making any impact that would topple Trump. Who would be the one person you think that's normally positioned to eventually become the next president? Oh, it would be the vice president. We all forgot about Mike Pence, didn't we? Mm. He's still in the race. He was one of the seven on stage last night, and he started out trying to sort of make a Biden jab, a joke. Uh, let's start with the uh, cut number five. Look, I do disagree with something Tim Scott just said. Joe Biden doesn't belong on a picket line. He belongs on the unemployment line. <laughs> I like that little... Who, uh, who did that? that? One the, was that one of the moderators? Because that person was on mic. It was a maybe moderator. It was one, a moderator? Oh, it wasn't one of the other candidates. Hey, hey, hey. No. He just does <laughs> He's it's just not come through Pence. He has no delivery or enthusiasm. Her laugh was funnier than his joke. Um, probably, morally speaking, he's probably, you know, one of the best candidates out there. I think he's a pretty straight-level guy. I don't think he's like a corrupt politician, a liar. Anyway, anyway. No, I he, no, he's got, but, but nobody respects that anymore. He's got <laughs> that's, the... That's long gone. No, it is, right? This guy would have been uh, elected, you know, uh, 100 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, he, I, well, he, he has the demeanor also, and and like the 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 uh, delivery of a founding father. Yeah, like he, John Kerry. Yeah, he he's should have like a flat, but he's got this deep speaking voice. But it I doesn't... could see him as a wearing a powdered wig. Yes, he can. <laughs> seated there at the bench, <laughs> listening earnestly like a judge. Uh, all right, let's let's get to Ron DeSantis, who uh, well, he made an attempt here to uh, pick on uh, Biden and Trump. The people in Washington are shutting down the American dream with their reckless behavior. They borrowed, they printed, they spent, and now you're paying more for everything. They are the reason for that. They have shut down our national sovereignty by allowing our border to be wide open. So please spare me uh, the crocodile tears for these people. They need to change what's going on. And where's Joe Biden? He's completely missing in action from leadership. And you know who else is missing in action? Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you to defend yeah. his record where they added $7.8 trillion to the debt. That set the stage for the inflation that we have. Now, I can tell you this, as governor of Florida, we cut taxes, we ran surpluses, we've paid down over 25% of our state debt, and I vetoed wasteful spending when it came to my desk. And as your president, when they send me a bloating spending bill that's going to cause your prices to go up, I'm going to take out this veto pen and I'm going to send it right back to them. See, what's uh, not the like there if you're a rational person? Yeah, I just he's, don't think the spending he, thing gets to people anymore. No, they no because they're there. Where's Ross Perot, right? No, Deficit, nobody can uh, do math. And you know what? But we saw what happened with the wild overspending. Uh, why do you think your your eggs are up thirty eight percent? Why why do you think gas prices are 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 so high? Because Biden and he's right. Trump started it. Trump blew trillions of dollars. Now, some of that was to try to uh, save the economy from crashing during COVID, but then he kept on spending, and then Biden just went, you know, out of his mind. Well, that that's why that's what feeds inflation. That's what happened in every third world country, you know, in Argentina, in Venezuela. All this has been proven over and over for many, many decades. You print too much money, you spend too much money, you create bad inflation, and then you can't buy a loaf of bread. You know, if you don't want to listen to the boring guy because he, yeah, he's doing too much math, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just go, saying go he's right, but I don't think that cuts with people.
Yes, people are but, unhappy but, at the high price of things, but, but, but they're not connecting it to government spending but, so much. But that's, well, that's his job that he's trying to do, because you look at what is the number one issue. People are upset, number one, with inflation, number two, with the general economy, which is being hamstrung by inflation. Okay, how did we get here? All right, let's look at the last two presidents. How much money did they did they spend, yeah, but borrow, But don't forget print? another factor here you're not touching on is is personal debt. It's not just that people are getting government money and spending it. People are just running up credit card debt at unbelievable levels. The pandemic just spurred people to decide, I don't know when I'm going to die. I'm just going to spend everything and do everything I wanted to do now. That's what's happened over the last three years. I know. You can I see g- it, in, in, especially on, on this year. People went really nuts because they, they think the pandemic is clearly over. So now they want to do the things they couldn't do the past couple of years. And they're just spending wildly on traveling and buying things. I, I saw a story the other day about credit card debt. It's out of control. Yeah, record people, high. People don't care. They're not, and they're not savings. Uh, there was a story that came out this morning that they overestimated American savings over the last five years. They thought there was a lot more people were putting away. Turns out their estimates were off based right. on new new research. So, All right, Laura, let's play the Chris Christie. Uh, what do you call him, the fat dwarf? Yeah. <laughs> Fatty? I don't know why he's in the race. By the way, the next debate is November. I, maybe there'll be two left by then. I don't see. There's like three or four people here that don't belong. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, four of them. I, I, no, actually, five of them. I, I, Pence, Burgum, Christie, Tim Scott, uh, Tim Swamorami. Scott is a late entry, and he's kind of interesting, but yeah. Yeah, but he's, you know. He I, doesn't I, have I, a lot of fire. I would, uh, I would consider DeSantis and Nikki Haley, uh, nobody else. No Ramaswamy? Because the thing is now, they've been, in, they've been, no, something wrong with him. <laughs> they've, they've done two debates. They've been campaigning. They've done a million interviews on TV. You get the idea. Yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly what uh, DeSantis is like now. Right? There, there's, there's, there's nothing new to learn here. There's no snappy line. Everybody's going for their stupid little zinger. Their, their well, one line. Well, the other joke. problem is they're getting nowhere near the exposure that Trump got in 2016 when he was running. No. I mean, my God, he was everywhere. CNN carried all his rallies. Nobody carries a DeSantis rally live. No, because he's not entertaining. <laughs> it's not entertaining. Trump, Trump is a Las Vegas comedian. All right, well, here is Chris Christie's Trump uh, tirade joke. And Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look in that camera right now and tell you, Donald, yes. I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Okay. But honestly, you can call him Donald Duck, but he's still going to win the nomination. He doesn't have to appear at these debates. So, and he knows that. Okay. So if you're going to bother... I mean, to... if you get indicted four times and it's still not denting your poll numbers, what do debates matter? <laughs> well, yeah, right. Exactly. So that's what makes me crazy. What, what do, what's this crowd running for? They don't want to criticize him. They don't want to anger his followers. Uh, what... what What's your purpose in going through this? Just you've got a huge ego, and so you want to be on television and do interviews and be written about? And that, you know, you're not willing to really campaign against the guy you have to beat. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. 
And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from 1 to 4, and then after 4 o'clock, you suddenly realized, I missed the show today. But magic happens. Uh, we get uh, reformed into a podcast, John and Ken On Demand, on the iHeart app. You could listen to everything. All right, the moist line is coming around tomorrow, so leave your messages using that app, the microphone icon, or uh, the old toll-free moist number, moist line number, one eight seven seven moist 86 one 664 7886 well, somebody else who was there last night at the Republican presidential debate in Simi Valley at the Reagan Library was Dippity Doo Newsom. What a story ran today in Newsweek.com. And, and if you believe the story, it is apparently the strategy. Newsom it wants to position himself as the backup in case Biden goes down, but he won't challenge Biden. <clears throat> and if that doesn't work, he wants Biden's and the party's blessing to be your 2028 presidential nominee. That's his plan. In fact, they have a quote here. Remember last week we did play the tongue bath desk with Newsom? Yeah. What did he call the Biden administration a master class in government? Oh, he has. This is what he said in June. You hear this one? He said this in June when the two of them met when Biden came to California. I am here, Mr. President, as a proud American, as a proud Californian, mesmerized by not just your faith and devotion to this country and the world we're trying to build, but by your results, by your action, by your passion, by your capacity to deliver. And now I'll pull my pants down. <laughs> I added the last part. He really no, is unbelievable. I, he, what kind of a... He is a gold-plated phony. What do you think he says privately about Biden? 
Well, that's he's, a good question. Yeah. I mean, you, one of you, those French laundry dinners? Do you, yeah. Do you think after he's had, uh, like, uh, four glasses of wine? He does not imbibe anymore. He's already had his issues with that. I don't believe that. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> about anybody. Yeah, what, well, what does everybody really say about Biden that's well, exa- not sucking well, up to him right? Well, th- but that's what, that's what amuses me when I have so little patience for public... Uh, 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 political events and and media shows, news interview shows, is nobody is being honest. What did I see? You know, there's a there's a guy on MSNBC, and I, I never watched this show, but I, I read about this. Joe Scarborough, right? He's on in the morning, and he was saying the other day that every single Democrat, he goes, every one of them, without expe- exception, not most of them, not nearly all of them, all of them, say Biden is is way too old. He shouldn't be the nominee. None of them will go on camera and say that, though. No. And you hear that. It's like, well, this is everybody is just is faking it. Everybody's lying. Playing a part. Right. Yeah. Newsom is. He doesn't think that about Biden. How oh, could no. he? But he's apparently established that he's going to have a big spot at the nominating convention next summer. That's something else he wants. Uh, remember, <laughs> back in 1988. Who got the big spot at the Democratic National Convention? Bill Clinton. Then four mm-hmm. years later, there he was running for president, and he did end up winning in that three-way and, race. And, and same Newsom thing with wants the- to position himself the same way, wants to make like the big speech. He wants to be the guy in 28, unless Biden succumbs earlier, and he can be the guy in, in 2024. S- same thing with Obama. Obama got the big speech in 2004. And that well, launched him. Yeah, you're right. In the Democratic convention, that's when John Kerry was the nominee, right? Yeah. <laughs> that launched so, him, too. So so, so you see where, where uh, Newsom's head is. He wants to be in the line of two-term presidents like uh, like Obama and, and Clinton. That's where this ego bag is. Now, oh, it's where he thinks he's going, right. right. What, what's shocking is, does anybody confront him about the sewer that California has become? Do you know what I paid? Do you know what I paid for gas? In L.A., $6.49. That was yesterday. That was at the local cheap station, the, the, the non-brand station. There's a station in my neighborhood. It's green and yellow. It's called Conserve Gas. It's not Shell. It's not uh, Mobile, Chevron. Conserve Gas. Always the cheap station. Six forty-nine. dollars it's, it's astonishing. <laughs> well, he's got that uh, board that's going to look into uh, gouging by the oil companies, right? Right. Isn't that what he's supposed to be doing now? That they're going to go after them if they're gouging Californians? <laughs> yeah. The price of gas and they're, then they're take only, the money? They're only gouging California. They're not gouging the other 49 states. Just us. That's fascinating how that works. There's, well, there's no people ga- are complaining in other states, but they're not complaining at, <laughs> yeah. at six forty nine a gallon. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, to they're them, pay- four dollars a gallon or three fifty is very high. Right, they're paying three fifty, and they feel like they're being gouged. Well, how come they're not paying six fifty? <laughs> we'll be talking about that later on in the show, because the Republicans in Sacramento, as weak as they are, are once again asking that Newsom do something like suspend the gas taxes. Well, people are having to go because we're about to hit the high price. I think we hit six. I forget how much a couple of years back. So we're on our way to that level because the run up over the last month has been unbelievable. How does he get away with this? Virtually no one confronts him. Nobody criticizes him. Nobody makes him account for the for the dreadful, disgusting state. Much of 
much of California is in. How, what is it? What kind of magical powers does he have here? The guy's a joke. And now he's he's the leading Democratic uh, candidate once Biden dies. I hate to tell you this, but I'm afraid there's a lot of voters that just don't see California as that horrible. They don't. I know it's amazing to you. Huh? They don't. I, they look around and, yeah, homelessness is sad and, uh, yeah, gas prices are high. But uh, that's the cost of living here in the most wonderful state in the nation. It's kind of how they look at things. I know you're laughing, but... I am laughing. The results, every time people vote, just prove my point. That that's exactly what's happening. People think that so things are the so the smash great. and grab robberies doesn't bother them. Well, as long Thousands as they're not of people robbed, dying right? in the streets. Yeah, right. Until you personally get hit by someone stealing your watch or breaking into your home. Eh, you're just like, eh, Six fifty gas. You, you, you nod and... Uh, all right, we got uh, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. I'm here. I heard my name. I'm here. You are. Okay, thanks. We're taking attendance? <laughs> yes. Get a uh, coming up after 2 o'clock, uh-oh, Sunday is the day that zero bail takes effect in L.A. County. Blake Trolley will be here to give you the reaction of police chiefs. Other people to the end of bail. Say goodbye to your car. For most crimes, but obviously if you murder someone, I think there could still be bail, at least I hope. In fact, I would clean your car out uh, Saturday night. We know car theft is one of the ones where there may be no bail. Because, you know, they they bash in windows, they they, uh, pop open trunks, and they steal everything inside. There's going to be no bail on any of that, including the car. So uh, crime season begins October 1st. Here in Los yep. Angeles County. And a reminder was in the El Segundo Times. Back in 2020, there was a statewide measure about ending bail, and the voters uh, killed it. So, yes, you know, they did. We've, already, we've already spoken on this. <laughs> but the Times <laughs> says, oh, but L.A. County's going ahead anyway. Good. It's, see, they don't, they don't care about our vote. They have no interest in our vote. Right. <laughs> we, we vote on things, and they repeal them anyway. It's like the death penalty, right? right. We voted three times to, to, for the death penalty. For murderers, and it's like, uh, no, you don't count. <laughs> because they know nobody's paying attention, nobody holds them to account anymore. Like I was saying about Newsom. All right, now the bizarro story of the day by far. I realize that people are trying to break through in the world of apps and figuring out new ways to make money so that people are charged something for a service. Uh, Here's a report from Fox 11. Uh, They're testing this app out down in San Diego. And I I know this sounds like a joke, but apparently it's real and it's starting to gain traction. You can actually rent out your own home's bathroom for people to stop on by and get some private time. Let's listen. In a downtown world where finding a restroom that is safe, clean, and easily accessible is no easy task, Nancy Asari sees a potentially revolutionary business opportunity. And that's the smallest corner of your room, right? Usually your bathroom. And the smallest interval of time, you know, 15 minutes, just enough to freshen up. And we think that by showing them the future, they could understand 
how we think people should interact with spaces generally. Many downtown public restrooms have been overwhelmed by drug use, people with mental illnesses, and <laughs> sanitary issues. And Asari says folks, especially families with young children, don't feel comfortable. And paying $15 for a 15-minute bathroom $15. break makes a lot of sense. We know kind of some of the issues that have faced the city, but it faces a lot of cities. Hundreds of people have been signing up for the Rest Space app just as it starts to make a name for itself. The guests want to use it. The hosts want to provide these spaces because we've all been in that position. Hosts make 70% of the fee and Rest Space takes 30. And Asari says it's not just about bathrooms. Rest Space hopes to push into everything from sporting fields, personal offices, and whatever a host has to offer for a short time. That idea of three clicks. You know, being able to book any space in that amount of time, um, I think is valuable and valuable to anybody just walking down the street. Yeah. All right, so let's stop and think about this for a moment. For a dollar a minute, you can rent out your bathroom in your private home. It's your bathroom for someone to go in there and drop a drop a turd. And, I don't know. Have you ever had to pee? I, or, I, or every, poop? I, I, can't, I don't know if I'll ever be that desperate for money that I would ever do this. No, it's not even that much money. It's fifteen dollars. Yeah, but let's say you get but, to twenty people to. Well, well you're going to have twenty strangers coming into your bathroom and doing fifteen minute intervals, right? And what? Yeah, sure. And you want to clean the bathroom after that? No, I'm saying I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't sign uh, up for it, and no. I wouldn't. Do, I don't think I'd want to use somebody's private bathroom. I wouldn't even well, be on the other end of this because I'm not uh, paying fifteen bucks to take a leak. I don't even like using people's bathrooms that I know when yeah, I go there for a visit. Exactly. Uh, That's. Just, uh, I don't know what that is. Wait. But. <laughs> I like the home space, right? That grosses you out? No, it doesn't gross me out. It's just I don't like doing it. So. Does it grosses just you out? A, a light, yes. uncomfortable feeling. Oh, okay. It grosses her out. Well, you know what I do is I put toilet paper on the seat for the most part. Oh, that's right. She's the real. Just, you don't you know, wear your gloves? Uh, not when I go to somebody's she house. She her mask on and wears her gloves when she walks into her <laughs> friend's bathroom. <laughs> But would anybody do this? You, would you do this, Deborah? Would no. you rent out your... Oh, God, no. Are you kidding me? When we have people at our house say, you know, we have a, a plumbing problem or whatever, I don't want them to use the bathroom. No, I can't stand it. You get 70% of the fee, so if you... Uh... No. Oh, so you, you you don't even get the full 15 bucks? No, you, get, you don't get the full 15 bucks. You get no. less than $12. So let's say, you, let's say you rent it out to 10 people during the day. That's $150, but you would only get like 70% of that. Right, so but people that, are desperate for cash now. And but no, the big but part of that story, cash. let's not forget the big part of that report. That the problem now is the public restrooms are being taken over by people with mental sure. illness and drug yeah. issues. Yeah. That's what. Well, so again, we have to do right. a workaround. And everybody's paying taxes to have clean public restrooms, but right. they let the mental patients sit there and drop their feces on the ground and throw their needles uh, on the ground. Oh, well, I know if I walk into a public restroom and there's like a vagrant, I walk right out. I'm not paying anybody $15 to pay. That's what trees are for. <laughs> I was going to say, this cuts out half the clientele because guys can just go piss in a bush. I just go in the bush. Okay, but there are I've never had population or females, John, I, who aren't going to do that. Well, you have to, uh, 15 bucks, And sometimes you may have to drop something else. So besides. I'd pay $15 to Uber home and use my own bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might this, be worth it. This, this, this is going to fail. You this think is it is? Like, no, uh, yeah. it's called rest space. If you're interested, you know and that woman makes it sound like, oh, there's all. What? It also could be like you could rent out your, the one of the rooms in your house for someone to just go take a nap. 
Is that where she's going? Yeah, sure. I want to have a flop house. I want strangers and weirdos because that's gonna who's gonna use this. You're gonna get the vagrants coming off the street, and if you don't give them a, a room or or a toilet, then he's gonna sue you for discrimination. But they have to go through the app. They have to probably pay first. Yeah, but least. but then they show up. And it's like, oh, you're not coming in. <laughs> All right. Zero bail is coming to L.A. County Sunday. The reaction from police chiefs and other officials next. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. All right. She's so squeaky clean and pure. <laughs> That's me. Deborah Mark, live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the parity flexibility. Annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.